is a Bramble Jam podcast. Hi, I'm Bran, and I love Hallmark movies. Hi, I'm Dan, and I despise Hallmark movies. But you might love GAC movies. And this is Danica McKellar. And this <laughs> is, is the Deck the Hallmark Podcast. podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, boy. Man, Man. we've started the new year off strong. Neil Bledsoe and then Danica McKellar. You may have heard of Danica McKellar, Brandon. You You may have. I I have. Something about years of of wonder Uh, and stuff like that. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Also, a handful of Hallmark movies. Handful of Hallmark movies. For sure. Danica, what a joy it is to finally have you on the podcast. Welcome to you. Thank you so much. Uh, this is, uh, this is big for me personally. And I got to tell you, I'm, I'm sure I know people tell you all the time, wonder years, great show, best show of all time. Uh, it really is in my top five favorite shows of all time. Uh, and I found out about it later in my life. Yeah. He's like only I, 30. Yeah. I'm Danica. only 30. I turned he's 30. Young, I turned 30 so. yesterday, January birthdays. Let's go. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so I found about it when it was on Netflix, watched it and I was getting ready to start a wonder years podcast and it like got taken off of Netflix. And I was like, well, there goes that. So <laughs> then I, uh, asked for it for Christmas, got the DVD box set. So yeah. I, I'm I'm all in. I'm all in. So it's very exciting, exciting for me. But what you know, you, on Netflix, they did not have the original music. I know that. Um, yeah. Nor, nor do they on, uh, I think it's on Hulu, maybe, or Roku. I can't remember. Uh, the only place to get the Wonder Years episodes with the original music is that DVD box set. So I'm I, so glad that is wild. I had no idea. Yeah. And since we're here on the Wonder Years right out of the gate, which I'm sure you're used to starting with, first of all, you need to know this guy's a Savage fan. He yeah. likes Danica McKellar, but he adores the Savage Brothers. The Savage Brothers. Oh. By two, two of my favorite TV shows, Wonder Years and Boy Meets World. There's something about those <laughs> Savage boys. <laughs> But also, have you seen the new Wonder Years with Don Cheadle? Do you, of course. Yeah. Do, what do you think about that? Since I, we well, got you, you're doing a great job. They're um, amazing. Yeah, it's a great show. It's a, it's a different show. Yeah. Um, but that same great perspective of a 12 year old kid when big things are happening in the world, and the kid's perspective is just different. And it's it's the, you know the Wonder Years I think was the first show to really honor um, the child's perspective and the honor of the child's feelings and have them be seen as really you know valid. Um, amongst all the really important things that the adults are going through. And so it's nice to see that format being um, used again. And when Fred first told me that they're going to be doing this, I was like, oh, wow, that sounds, what a great idea. What are you going to call it? He's like, well, the Wonder Years. I was like, oh, okay. Oh, interesting. Great. But I mean, it's not actually a reboot. You know, it's totally different characters, but it is the same format. And, uh, and I think it is a really great format to explore. And I think it can be explored in lots of different scenarios, different cities, different um, ethnicities, maybe have a girl's point of view. I mean, it's, it's a really, it's a really cool way to look at the world, um, tackling these big news, you know, international events through the eyes of, uh, of a child. There is, it is one of my favorite ways to, to like, I love the Christmas story because yeah. of that same the type The omniscient of, narration oh. is what we're going for. It's the knowing narration of what love happened it. in the past, telling a story. Mm-hmm. Everyone loves a good story. And so getting to sit down and hear someone tell a story well told, I mean, who's not in for that? I mean, that that's what makes yeah. it great in my opinion. I have a question. All these like Facebook users are coming up. I see all these comments. So, so where is this? Is this so on this Facebook is right this is just we have a sub- paid subscription service that is only for the like deck the Hallmark fan 
club, so to speak. It's not called that. They one of the things they pay for is is they're watching this live. They they will get the unedited version of this podcast, so they get to watch. They're the they're the fancy kids. They're if you see all those comments, I hope it's not too distracting. But they're getting to watch this live, and they're probably very. Somebody said I looked nervous. I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) Danica's been doing these interviews for like three decades. Yeah, I don't. I don't think a couple of. uh, Couple of bums in South Carolina. They're gonna be the ones. They're all just called Facebook users, so I can't actually call anyone out. Yeah, that's funny. That's funny. You know who you are out there. But that's the perks of joining Bramble Gym Plus is you get to just you know say maybe Danica McCoe looks (laughs) Looks nervous. nervous. You're right. Anonymously, what can we do to make you feel? What can we do to make you feel more at home, Danica? What can we do there? Guys, I just hit some water. Um, that's so funny. I, I. I often I forget that it's a thing. That. That's the dumbest yeah. thing I've ever heard. But I love all of our Bramble Jam Plus. Yeah, users. they're they're, they're great. They're not dumb yeah. at all. No, no, no. They're um, super smart. So we typically start at the beginning, which uh, for it, it's so different for every actor. Some people don't get into acting until you know they're in college. But obviously for you, it was different. So I do want to know when that spark came to a little Danica. Like, hey, I yeah, think I, I want to act. Before we get to little Danica, I just wanted to um, do make a mention of my new movie first early on in this podcast the winter palace on gac family we had our premiere this last weekend but we re-air this saturday the 15th at six o'clock eastern three o'clock pacific and neil bledsoe my co-star and i are going to be doing an instagram chat like a live chat before about 45 minutes before so it's 2 15 pacific 5 15 eastern and it's gonna be really fun because as you guys know neil is a hoot and mm. we uh, have a lot of fun together so Check that out. Can't wait to see you guys for the encore presentation. That's what I'm doing. That's the most recent thing I'm doing, JC Family. And so yeah. now let's go way back to the beginning. I love that Danica is just such a pro. She's like, you know what? I know that people might not listen to the whole thing, so I'm going to get this That's right. in now. That's right. That's a professional move right there. Pro move. People are busy. Somebody has it set on your DVR. Awesome. But tune in live and watch us before. It's going to be fun. Well, I, Neil's going to, so Neil plays Prince Henry in the movie and he's going to be giving Prince etiquette lessons. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> and you don't a lot of people this, thought he was, live. he was actually British before he did our show, which is wild to me. And I also will say this, when we started this podcast in 18, I had never seen a Hallmark movie and the movie that always was associated with Danica McKellar's crown for Christmas. Yeah. I don't know if that's true uh, when you, from Hallmark fans for you, but Crown for Christmas is like the the essential Danica Christmas movie, which is a also a royal movie. And so this yes. Winter yes. Palace is a little bit of a throwback to that kind of, you know, wheelhouse, yes. you know, Hallmark uh, pr- royal movie Danica McKellar bit. So that you had me it. you had me at sewing kit. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Three so seconds. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Love it. Uh, so yes, little Danica. Uh, where were you from? And then how did, how did that transition into acting at such an early age? Um, well, so I was like, I was living in San Diego at the time. And, um, I don't know if you know who Leslie Ann Warren is, but she was a friend of my mom's way back when. And apparently I was making face. It was myself in the mirror at my mom's (laughs) dance studio. And Leslie turned to my mom and said, I think she's an actress. This is clear. (laughs) Leslie Ann Warren, by the way, um, she was in Cinderella, like in the sixties or seventies. Oh, wow. And then she did that movie clue. Yeah. Yeah. Movie. So good. Love, we, my son, my 11 year old loves that movie so much. We actually like watched it probably 10 times this Christmas break. Wow. <laughs> wow. And it's such a fun movie. I love a good mystery. Anyway. So, uh, Leslie Ann Warren is the one who said, 
hey, I think that uh, Danica is is an actress. Like she seems to really love, she's fascinated with her own expressions. <laughs> and then we moved to LA uh, when I was about seven for other reasons. And um, and then we started, my sister and I were kind of interested in, in trying acting just from watching commercials and, you know, what Leslie had said. But also my mom asked me, are you interested in acting? And I was like, well, what is it? And she said, well, it's when you pretend to be other people. And I was like, hmm. That sounds kind of fun. And uh, yeah, I'm looking at these comments. Yes, Tim Curry is amazing in Clue. And Lothian Warren, of course, is amazing too. Did you, Dan, did you know, I just learned this, that when Clue was released in the theater, you only got one of those three endings? Did you know this? No, I don't think that's true because I saw it in the theater. Really? But I saw it in the theater and I remember, I know that maybe that's how it started, but then they... They maybe had a they had a reissue of it because Alonzo Duraldi, who's a film critic out west, who is on our show all the time and helped write our book, he said like you had to go. He went to three different theaters to see the three endings. I can't what? imagine. That, isn't that wild? I could be just not remembering. This. It was so long ago. Yeah. But I because I remember this feeling of like elation when I realized the movie wasn't actually over. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe that happened later on on a VHS tape. They reissued yeah. maybe they reissued it, but it, it would have been really frustrating yeah. to go and not see all three of those because they're so funny in their own right. right. Like it's just such a fun movie. And Tim it's Curry. Such a fun is movie. Great. I love that. I love it. I'm gonna have to watch it after we get off. So <laughs> it's just we have it like on basically on Ten times not enough. Gotta give it another go, just in <laughs> More, case. I love it. Um, so so yeah, so we started taking acting classes and it seemed like the fun a fun idea to pretend to be other people and I remember seeing commercials and being like, I could do that, you know, play with toys or whatever. But I, I always, I was always a little ham. Um, I remember uh, we had this home video camera and um, we, um, we, somebody said, I am getting distracted by the comments, by the, by the way. <laughs> They didn't have all the endings in one. I'm wondering if they did like a reissue. They did a reissue. On. I think, it has I think to be they case. did. Yeah. Or I'm just remembering it wrong. Like I actually saw it on DVD at first. Um, uh, Anyway, what was I just say? Well, I don't know, but you're doing a great job publicizing BrambleJamPlus.com because they're going to be like, oh my gosh, I can talk to Danica McKellar. I'm signing up for this immediately. So thank you, Danica. Yeah. Really appreciate it. What talking about, though? Oh, it was... It was how you got into acting. You said, I can do that. And, and I was a ham. We had a VHS recorder at home. Yeah. So my, um, uh, we had a, a home video camera, and there, there's footage that I've seen where I, I look all peaceful just sitting on the couch playing with a doll or something, and then I see the camera, and I'm like... You know, and I get all posy and weird. Like, what was my? I always had this instinct to entertain, and and I get to do that for my job, which is amazing. So I started taking acting classes, and we, um, my sister and I, who was younger, she was actually on the Wonder Years for a while. She was played Becky Slater. Becky Slater, classic. Yeah, took acting classes. We were noticed by an agent, and we started doing commercials, but. My mom had a rule, and the rule was acting was just a hobby. It was not going to take over our life. Family comes first. Education comes first. Health comes first. All the important stuff. Wow. Uh, and um, so I wasn't allowed to audition for series regulars, and I wasn't allowed to audition for feature films that would be, like, shot out of the country, um, nothing long-term. So the wow. Part of, the part of Winnie Cooper was only supposed to be a guest role on the pilot episode. Right. And to be honest, I, and that's the only reason I was allowed to audition for it. The, um, I think that if it had been a series regular part, I wouldn't even have gotten an audition because I was a very new actor. I'd only done a couple commercials. I wouldn't have been important enough to audition for it, if that makes sense. Or they would have just offered it to somebody who already had a bunch of experience. Who knows? It was obviously fate um, because 
I wouldn't have auditioned for it if it were a series regular, but I did um, because it was just a guest role and it came down, the role came down to me and my sister and other wow. sort of unbelievable news. Oh my goodness. Uh, and then, yeah, I know. And then um, they, they, they offered me the part, but they said, but if we get picked up for series, we will write a part for Crystal because we love her. And they did. True to their I, word. I got, I mean, there's Can so many. Can I ask many, a quick follow up? Yeah. So the rule that your mom had, is that the reason, one of the things that's so funny about watching Wonder Years is Kevin will be so in love with Winnie for a few episodes and then it'll just be a break and he'll like <laughs> move on and Winnie will just be missing and then she's back in a couple episodes. Is is that the reason? Was it your mom had these the rules like we're not going to do over this? No, 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 uh, sort of superseded by a decision. Okay. Because the producers came to us and said, do you look, we think that Danica and Fred have really great chemistry and we'd like to offer her a series regular role. Wow. And, um, my mom was like, I don't know. I'm like, please. And so I was having a great time and I wanted to, to, uh, uh, to, you know, do this. And, and, and I, I had a whole, huge crush on Fred at the time. So I was like, I, I want to do this series. <laughs> and, um, and then, uh, they, and then, and, and my mom was like, look, I don't, you know, because we'd been on set for almost a week at that point and the other moms were all so grounded and really cared about their kids more than they wow. were not stage moms at all. She's like, I think this is a good environment. So she said, but she got me this fancy lawyer and there was some loophole that she got. She's like, if at any time you want out, cause it's a seven year contract, they can, <sighs> they can quit it at any time if they, if the series doesn't get picked up, but you're locked in for seven years if they want you. These days it's six years, but back then you had to sign up for seven years. Wow. And she's like, yeah, you just say the word, I'll get you out of it. The reason that Winnie Cooper came in and out is just because that's how childhood is. Yeah. I mean, little boys are they sure do. Yeah. and and it's not the central focus of their life. And, and except for the moments where it is. Right, right, of <laughs> well, course. Well, that's great for me because I spent, I got to spend a lot of time in my regular school. You know, it's something that Fred didn't really get to experience until senior year. Senior year, he got to go to school the whole time. Um, he went to Brentwood. He got to play football, the whole thing. I'm wow. so happy for him. We all thought the character should have had one more year to graduate from high school. But since we didn't, Fred got to actually have his last That's year. That's fantastic. School. That's better. And I got to go to school. I mean, I was probably in school three days a week on average. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, I, I got to be honest. So much fascinating about that. Uh, uh, just part of it thinking that. Winnie Cooper on the Wonder Years is what it is because one mom was like, I guess we'll let it happen, which yeah. is wild to me. Uh, yeah. but, but the fact that your parents cared, like you hear so many child actors who just have a tough time transitioning to adulthood. But I mean, how thankful must you be for your parents to have set these rules in place to say, hey, look, acting and this life is just not the end all be all. Like it's not yeah. the priority. There are things more important in the world. Like, that's special. I mean, that is a really special uh, thing to have parents that cared enough about you to say there are more important things than success and fame. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm, I'm so, so grateful to her. She, she continues to be an amazing um, part of my life and supporter. She's, I mean, she has been to every single theater performance I've ever done. She was on set with me every day, except for the days that she needed to be there for my sister for something and my grandmother would be there. But she's just been the most incredible support system. We had a, we had a premiere um, Instagram party for the Winter Palace this past weekend, and it also had been my birthday on Monday the 3rd. So my mom made this cake, this birthday cake, but, like, 
a winter palace birthday cake. It was six <laughs> layers high. Get out of with here. Blue and white frosting. She had these silver like little balls all on. It was gorgeous. It was so gorgeous that Bill Abbott, the head of GAC family, who was on the Instagram live with us, was like, I want your mom to write that recipe up and um, and make a video for it. We're going to put it on the GAC community <laughs> website. So at some point, stay tuned. There'll wow. be a, a, an instructional video for my mom at the GAC <laughs> family community website. And you too can have a six-layer winter palace birthday cake. It was unbelievable. Anyway, that's the kind of person she is. She loves to celebrate and support, and she's just amazing. And yes, from the very beginning, she had our priorities straight. Um, I came home and did my tour, my chores around the house, and uh, I, she never she never let the importance of Hollywood get too big. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Did you, is there a memorable commercial you had before then, like one where you still remember the lines from the commercial or a brand that we would have heard of? Gosh. Uh, well, there was. Um, I mean, I, my first commercial was for a 1985 Volkswagen Golf. Nice. Car. Oh. And I, what I remember is that I was not very good at finding the camera, <laughs> and you had to pause the commercial to see my face. Uh, otherwise, I was. The, the mom in, in the commercial did know how to find the camera and she's like, we're like all coming out of the car and she's picking up this stuff out of the, out of the trunk and turns her head profile and like lingers before walking on. And that's like when I was getting out of the car. So we used to joke that it was pigtails behind a, a, a beach ball. <laughs> like that's all you saw of me pretty much. That's, that's fantastic. One of the things yeah. that I found most interesting listening to Mark Paul's podcast about say by the bell was doing a show uh, before social media and as kids, one, you had, he had no idea if the show was popular. He always, they always felt like the show was going to get canceled. They just never knew. So I, to, nowadays it's different. Like, you know, pretty quickly if a show is, you know, popular with an audience or not, but they were seasons in before they felt like, okay, maybe we have something. Was it similar for you with the wonder years? Was it always like, I have no idea if people are watching this. I don't know if it's going to keep getting picked up. What was it like? It, that wasn't even on my mind. Wow. I didn't even know about ratings. I didn't know anything until, I mean, maybe the last couple of years, I, I became a little bit aware of like, what are, are we going to get picked up or not? But I didn't, I didn't, it was never on my mind. And what's interesting is I had the a producer, Bob Brush, told me later that there were several times when they were going to have Winnie Cooper just not come back because they were going to have, you know, Kevin really focus on somebody else for a while. And, um, and then like not renew my contract, but they said, then there'd be some, there'd be some performance that I did where they're like, no, let's keep her. And I was like, wow, I had no idea that my participation in the show, like almost, I mean, you know, cause little boys are fickle. Right. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, uh, I, I, it was the perfect amount being on that show because I really did get to have, a true childhood with actual friends outside the business Fantastic. and and teachers that were influential in my life and, and all those, all those things. I, I really got the best of both worlds. Super lucky, super grateful. Uh, I, I've got two questions and you can kind of answer them together. Cause we're going to transition out of the wonder years, but you know, the wonder years was a hundred and some odd episodes. I, I, that's my guess. Like probably 110 would be my guess. And yeah. that's a lot of your life, right? Did at any point you feel more trapped in that than, than excited to go to work? And if not, 
Um, and I guess my follow-up is, is after the Wonder Years, did you find as though that was a detriment in furthering your acting career? Or did you find as though that helped you? I'm sure it helped you get in the rooms, but then were people worried about, do we want to cast Winnie Cooper as this role or whatever? Um, yeah, well, first of all, no, I never felt trapped. I think because I wasn't in every episode. Yeah. So I really, I was excited when I would hear, oh, you're in the next week's episode. Oh, awesome. It was like, oh, okay, I got to reschedule a history test, but like, it was <laughs> exciting still. Yeah. I, I, I loved it. Uh, I loved juggling that. And I think that juggling those two things really prepared me for my life today because even today I, I act, but I also write my math books, which yeah. are behind me. Um, and I love having two careers. I love, I love um, having the chance to combine my love of math and entertainment in entertaining math books, and I'll go ahead and plug the website, mckellarmath.com. I've got books to make math fun and easy because I love math, and I have a degree in math, uh, fun and easy for kids because it shouldn't have to be scary or boring. Well, and uh, you can, there's a big slider button on my website, mckellarmath.com, so depending on the child's age, you can see what, what the right book is. I was going to ask you about math anyway. You didn't have to slide. Like, I, I love math. Like, yeah. I love math. How how in the world I know why you write the textbooks and the passion is there and I think that's wonderful because kids have this confrontation with math and it becomes adversarial um, and math is empirical it's objective it always is what it is and so kids have a hard time sometimes they get frustrated and they quit one what about math you went and got a college degree in math you were in the Wonder Years and you just decided I'm going to get a degree in math what about math really spoke to you and how why did you choose that path um, I love a good challenge. I always have. And I, when I first got to UCLA, I was trying to do both. I was trying to go to school and still do, like I did a TV movie for NBC or, or two. And I did like an episode of Babylon five. And I did, I was, I was trying to juggle, but then I, my, my professors were, were like giving me incomplete. So I'm like, well, no, I can make up the final. And they're like, no, we don't do that. I'm like, Oh, so oh. <laughs> I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll just take a break from acting for a minute and focus on school. And around that same time, I was I took a math class for the first time at UCLA, and I was hooked. I loved it. It was it was super challenging, but I felt so smart, and I was excelling. I was at the top of my class, and it was such a great feeling to feel important for something outside of Winnie Cooper, uh, kind of like figuring out who I really was outside that character. And it's really important when you're a child actor to find your center and your value outside of that thing you're so famous for. Because that's, I mean, a lot of child actors struggle with that. It's, it's, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a stereotype for a reason because um, it's challenging to your, it's that age where you're trying to figure out who you are anyway. And when so much of your life you're being called by another character and you're being valued for something that doesn't exist anymore, it's Mm. really tricky. So for me, math was something I glommed onto and it helps me so much to, feel valuable and important and centered outside of Hollywood. So I really, I ran with it and I was like, I'm all in. I love how I feel doing this and I'm just going to do it. So I had no idea that later I would use that to inspire kids and, and, and make math, you know, combine it with entertainment like I have. But um, at the time I just was doing it because it felt right. Most people when they go to college don't have a career uh, you know, that they've already had for years, much less yeah, one no that people have been watching. Was, was it difficult as a college kid who's trying to figure out life like everyone is to also be faced with like, people know who I am and it's hard to know who actually wants to be friends with me for me versus because I'm a TV person. Was that challenging for you to kind of uh, navigate through life 
uh, in college as a college kid, but also as one who has extra eyeballs on them, if you will? Yeah. I mean, but that's not exclusive to being in the business. It can be, if you have a lot of money, you wonder if people are really friends or if you have a certain connection to something. I mean, that's something a lot of people deal with and you just have to be grateful. Like it's, it's everything has ups and downs. Um, so you just gotta be grateful for having the thing that you're worried that other people might only like you for <laughs> and yeah. do your best. You, you know, sometimes you find out that somebody wasn't being truthful and they were just using you and that's happened. But overall, it's been a blessing to have been on the wonder years in so many ways. Uh, not just because it's so wonderful to interact with the fans who've got such happy memories from the show and such nostalgia, but also that nostalgia has, has helped with these movies that I've been doing for 16 movies in Hallmark. And now JAC family, I know that when people tune into my movies, that that warm and fuzzy feeling that we want to give them is enhanced by the built-in nostalgia mm. factor that, that I bring. I know that, that that just makes it that much more rewarding and sweet for people watching. And I love that. I love that there's something that just automatically comes with me. And a lot of the other child, ex-child actors like Candace and Lacey, who were on shows that people grew up with, that that's going to make them feel that much more Christmassy or that much more like for the Winter Palace. It's just more cozy and, yeah. and nice. But I think also, I think there's got to be a feeling like you feel like of accomplishment, especially someone who's grounded and parents did a great job grounding them where, you know, acting isn't the end all be all. So if you're known as Winnie Cooper for forever, you have a life outside of that. You found math, you have worth, but like I saw Ryan Johnson's knives out and they throw a Danica McKellar Hallmark movie joke in the movie. And like in the cultural zeitgeist in the 2020s, you're not known as Winnie Cooper. Like you've gone on. That was amazing. Yeah. I tweeted him after this. I was like, Oh my gosh. He's like, yeah, my wife loves your movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, yeah, it's fantastic. So we've got Wonder Years, Danica, and we've got, you know, Lifetime Hallmark, GAC Family, Danica. There's this space in between. You're on a ton of TV shows. Imagine, like, you're on the West. You had a stint on the West Wing. Loved that show. Um, you had a couple episodes of How I Met Your Mother. You're doing NCIS, Big Bang, everything, all this stuff. Um, constantly working, it, it appears, but nothing like cemented as 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 you know like the wonder years or hallmark was that a choice or was that look i'm going on auditions and there's this thing where i can't get a series regular or a movie part because of my past i mean it's probably a combination for a little while uh, i would say before the west wing uh, i ran into a lot of casting offices who sort of just didn't know where why I disappeared for so long, mm. and I'm like, they're like, oh, so how is everything? We haven't seen you. I'm like, oh, I was, I was, I was at UCLA. Yeah. Like, oh, that's good for you. You know, you know college. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, good for you. You know, um, so what, a theater major, and I just, I just love that moment where I'm like, actually, mathematics. Mm. And just, just like, you know what? Stop. That's, I love that. <laughs> so, I love that. So, so great. So condescending. So, but for a little while, yes, there was this thing. I mean, I got very close to a couple of series where they said, well, we don't want to date this series as a 90s. I'm like, seriously, why did you have me come in to read that? Like, oh. Why would you put me to it? So um, I just, I was done auditioning. I was like, you know what? I don't need to do this anymore. I So it's probably like a few, I want to say it was a few weeks before Hallmark offered me my first movie that I had said to my manager, I don't want to audition anymore. I'm wow. Just, wow. I, most of my jobs come from straight offers anyway. I'd done a couple of Lifetime movies just recently before then. Um, uh, one that people love called Love at the Christmas Table. I was going to ask you about that next. Yes, it uh, is. 
I done that one. I did um, the wrong woman for lifetime. And, and I was doing, I was just, I was working, but the auditioning process I found maddening. So it's like, let me just, you know, very few of the movies, very few of my jobs came from an audition. So I just want to not do that anymore because I don't want to deal with the kind of stuff you're talking about, which is people who are not actually interested in me. They just want me in the room because it's fun to have (laughs) me in the room. Like, Guys, you're wasting my time. This is not cool. That's so, ridiculous. Um, but then I haven't stopped working since. I mean, I you know, it's been uh, it's been a great ride. Um, you know, Bill Abbott, who was at Hallmark at the time, he took me under his wing, and he's like, "We love you. We want you in, in as many Hallmark movies as possible." Um, and now I'm with Bill again at at GAC Family, helping to build this new network, and it's it's really exciting to see um, the super quality movies that they're making. I mean. It's like all the same people. It's a lot of the same right. executives, it's the same actors, some of them, and most of them, and the same um, producers and directors. And it's it's uh, it's kind of like it's kind of like Hallmark two point oh. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I ask this to every guest we have, although your answer you may not have one because of your story. But do you have a memorably bad audition, like one where you're like I, you walked out and you were like, "Gosh, I don't know what I just did there." Like that was I was not in the right frame of mind, or that was not what I thought the character was, or something like that. Do you have one that you can think of? And if not, no big deal. You like it, but you know, I don't. I mean, I know I've had some bad auditions, but I can't. Like, I don't have a good story. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Neil was all about yeah. his bad auditions. You know what I mean? Like Neil was like all in. That's what he wanted to spend thirty minutes on. Like he was there for the bad audition talk. Um, I, and I want to. We, can we go to Love of the Christmas yeah, yeah, yeah. Table? So I, as a guy who's seen four hundred of these movies and has maybe given a thumbs up to ten of them, one of the ten that I gave a thumbs up to is Love of the Christmas Table. Um, it is. It it does. I think it accomplishes the best of what these. You hate Hallmark, but that's Lifetime. We do. So. We do other channels too, so Danica. You're, no, yeah. man, you're consistent. That's right. That's true. That's true. You that's did. true. You like Lifetime. <laughs> you, you hate Hallmark channel. Yeah. But love a Lifetime Christmas movie that I did, and you can also love my new movie because it's GAC Family. Oh, so, so what you're saying is, is that I'm allowed to? Okay, I've gotten permission from there. Danica. You go. That's fantastic. There you go. That's great. Um, I will say though, like, like he yeah. has been uh, more prone to uh, like Lifetime. He feels like Lifetime takes bigger, bigger, bigger swings. swings. So like either they miss like Hallmark just has this consistency that sometimes kind of like levels out their movies whereas Lifetime they have some terrible movies but then they then then they do things that like like Love of the Christmas Table which is a story told over this entire childhood of these people growing up and being friends together like and 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 it the, the leads have great like it just it really works when you that was that the first one you did was that the first Christmas TV movie you'd ever done it was. That was my very first one. And did you that was an offer I assume but you get the script where you just immediately like this is it. I got to do this. I was really impressed that they thought I could play from the age of 18 to 30. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 They, they do a lot with what's the, the guy who's in uh Schitt's Creek. Who's the, the your, your co-star. What's his name? Dustin, I can't. Yeah, Dustin Milligan. Yeah. Dustin. They mess with his hair a lot in that movie, like long hair, short yeah. hair to try to yeah. get that. They put you in overalls. They're, They're like, overalls like, yeah, are 18 year olds wear overalls. <laughs> We're good. Yeah. They, they give me bangs. Yeah. 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 So and that's, that, that's, Kind of what I had on the Wonder Years. There you go. So that Good makes go. people think of the younger Danica. But I think like there's a nostalgia factor that you know people, in my opinion, people watch Christmas movies either to remember, to forget, or to dream. Those are the three reasons they watch them, right? To remember the good old days, to forget the th- the day at work that they've had, or to dream about a time when things will be better. And that movie like has its own little world where it does all of those things. And that, that is, and I'm, I'm saying this as someone who has to watch these movies critically on a regular basis, that is quite a feat. And so 
to start off with that one. Not that, look, Crown for Christmas, I'm sure you get that. Uh, that in the Wonder Years more than anything else. And Crown for Christmas of the royal movies is the pinnacle royal movie, in my opinion. But to come in out of the box, your first, you know, child actor star, and then the first one of these you do is a movie that really hits a home run for what these movies are trying to do. Like, I just was curious as to someone that has a veteran that's made as many as you've made, if you knew, if you knew when you got the script, this is special, or if it was made special by you guys on set while you made it. It's hard to know. There's a lot that goes into a movie between the script and the airing. I mean, there's the, there's everything that happens during production. And then there's the music and there's the editing and there's all sorts. I mean, there's so many factors. There's so many times it can fail. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. But we, um, I read the script. I remember thinking, my first impression of the script was that, first of all, wow, that's a huge time span. I'm so impressed that they think I can do this. But also, I was like, wow, it's a lot of just conversations. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that's just, I think it's a testament to the chemistry between me and Dustin. We really, um, really got along and we just clicked. And sometimes you just click with a co-star. Yeah. And we, we did. And he's a sweetheart. And um, I don't know, we had a great time. We had a great time. And I, uh, I have a lot of happy memories from that. I, I know that you say, and, and most actors, because they're good actors and good people, say every set that they're on is the best set, and we had a fa family. But of all the stuff you did, like all these TV appearances, every TV show you did, all the shows that you popped in for a guest, or like eight episodes, which of those atmospheres, it, not Wonder Years, not Hallmark TV Christmas movies, in between those, which of those is like either the most memorable or the most really family-like set that you felt like you were a part of? Honestly, it's um, home economics. The you know that shows on ABC. I did. Yeah. I've done. Two, I've done two episodes. One of them has aired. The other one hasn't aired yet. I think it airs next month. I'm not wow. sure. I gotta find out. Um, the the cast of home economics is like they're they're like um, uh, the Seinfeld. Like they like they can talk about nothing and have it be interesting. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know that show, like that show was about nothing. I'm talking about real life. Real life. These people are the sweetest, kindest human beings, and they're so inclusive to whoever's around them. So they could be having a conversation like anything could be going on. So you know what that is that is that green though, or is that mint? I mean, I'm not sure. <laughs> what, what do you think? But Danica, what do you think? Like, do you think? I'm like, well, I, that's a good question. I mean, you know, and and it could be anything. I mean, I remember Caitlin came over to me and said, "Hey, so I just got, um, you know, I worked playing Secret Santas, and uh, so, uh, I got Sashir, and so." She just came back from Greece. Do you think she'd like this? It's like a book about Greece. I'm like, yes, I do think she. And this is beautiful. I, I think so. And 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 I was so stunned at first of all how they just got along so so well and were so interested in talking to each other. But then how they bring in the people around them. I think they're fantastic, and and I love doing the two episodes. Um, <laughs> it's a really sweet experience. Wow, I've not yeah. seen the show. I'm yeah. going to check it out. There you go. Um, <laughs> So transitioning to, to Hallmark, you, you mentioned that Bill kind of called you up. You wanted you to be in, be in as many as you, you can. Talk about how that relationship started. Did they see Love at the Christmas Table and they're like, this, we got we to gotta get, get this? Like, or how did, how did it all work out? My suspicion is that they were watching Dancing with the Stars because Candace Cameron Bray, who had already been in, I think, 10 Hallmark movies at that point, she and I were on the same season. Oh, so okay. I think they were watching it. And I remember Michelle Vickery, who um, used to be at Hallmark yeah. as well, and she she told me that she was like, why didn't we think of you sooner? Um, I'm like, I don't know. I'm going to be here now. 
<laughs> and uh, yeah, no, they, they, they just, uh, Bill had me in his office and we had a meeting and he was like, we think you are great for this network and we, um, we love everything you stand for, like in, in real life as well. And that's what we want on this. Um, do we want people who are also like just good people? And, and, and I think that um, Hallmark and now GAC really, they, they attract that because of the, what the movies are like and what the purpose of the movies are, which is to make people feel good for real. One of the things uh, that's been said about you multiple times by people we've talked about is how much you care about the scripts, even in these movies where the joke is they're all the same. Like you're going in and you're trying, you're, you're trying to change things, fix it, make it better. Andrew Walker said like, he's never seen somebody take more notes. Mark Declan also. Yeah. Declan was like, I've never seen someone as meticulous and prepared as Danica McKellar is to do the job that has been set in front of us. Uh, and, and that's across the board. In fact, the only one that didn't say you were meticulous was Neil Bledsoe. And that could be Neil's problem. That could be Neil. You can we listen to what he said about you, but, uh, <laughs> It was all fun. Well, you know why? Because Neil is also meticulous. Yeah. Neil also prepares a lot. Um, he He's probably one of the most prepared actors that I've worked with. Uh, he's um, really takes it to heart. It's something I think that's part of why he and I had clicked so so well because we both were like, okay, here's what we're here's this gift that we're given. How do we make the most of it? How do we make this as good as possible? How do we weave in? themes and if there's a cool line over here can we do a recall to it later on and make it even better um like there's this moment where so my character is uh so i play i play emily miller a a romance novelist with writer's block i realize we haven't said the plot of the script yet um and my best friend in the movie has she she owns she's part of a property management company and they've got uh, this chalet that's empty and needs a caretaker to fill in for a week. And I'm, she's like, look, you're having a hard time writing. Why don't you go up there? The wealthy European family who owns it is never there. Just go. You can write your book. It'd be great. I'm like, great. So I go there. And, uh, the next morning, of course, who shows up, but the Royal wealthy family who owns it, Prince Henry and his entourage comes in there, starts ordering me around. I'm like, what's going on? I didn't read the fine print of my contract as a caretaker, which said that they, that that includes me fulfilling any reasonable requests of the property owners. So I'm stuck there. I don't want to leave because my best friend set me up in this job and I could like mess her up if I quit, but I have to, you know, follow their orders uh, while trying to write my book. So it was, it was, it was a really, really fun premise. And that first scene where we meet each other, we Neil and I and the other two cast members who were in that scene had so much fun rehearsing it and improving and including other little lines. And then later, uh, I, I have to make breakfast for His Royal Highness, and I'm like, my character is a terrible cook, and so the eggs turn out sort of gray, and you're not really sure Ooh. why. I'm not <laughs> sure why? He's not sure why. And then later on, I'm trying to teach him how to make fajitas, which is the one thing I know how to make. And after dinner, like it was terrible. And I'm trying to make him feel better. And he's like, well, so says Miss Gray Eggs. This is a really funny moment. And that second mention of Gray Eggs, this is a super long-winded way of telling you telling this, uh, was something that Neil came up with. So there's, you know, and then I, there's so many moments in the script that he or I came up with through rehearsals and through all this preparation. It's not like we came to set still memorizing our lines. We learned our lines. 
we thought about what, what theme is represented in that scene and how it connects to other parts. We get on the phone sometimes, um, you know, the night before shooting. Hey, I had this idea. What do you think about this? And anytime on set, one of us would come to the other one and say, hey, what do you think about this? You just know that the scene you're about to shoot is about to get better. And it was always very exciting. The, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Is yeah. that an ethic that you had in all these movies? Or is that something that as you got older and got comfortable with the routine of a 15-day shoot that you kind of said, okay, I'm going to have to take the initiative. It seems like you're a go-getter that took the initiative from the beginning, but yes. being able to rewrite these scenes and getting everyone on board and comfortable with it, is that something right out of the gate from the first Hallmark movie you did that you felt comfortable doing and saying, hey, can we do it this way? Can we try this again? Uh, working with your co-star, is that something you've done through throughout your time in these movies? Yeah, to some extent, but I've always tried to be respectful of my position, you know, so I'm not the best at staying in my lane, but I want to not step on toes at the same time. Uh, what's different about being at GAC Family is that I, in my contract that I have with them, I'm an executive producer on all of them, and they're really treating me that way in a way that I've never experienced before, really. Um, maybe it's because it's a smaller network, and it's a smaller group, and we're all in this together, or whatever it is, but the feeling of collaboration and freedom has been amazing. And on set, I invited the other cast members, all of us. Hey, if you have any ideas, if there's something you want to try, let me know. And they were so grateful. But I know how wonderful it is for a producer to say that mm. to you. Because you're like, oh, because now you're taking all the years of experience that they all have. And you only want to hire like super experienced, really talented actors. And you're using it. You're not being like, I know you've got a whole bunch of ideas, but I'm going to put you in this little box and here, do yeah. your thing. No, no, no. What do you think? What have you, you know, and, and then we got some of the coolest ideas and we would rehearse stuff together. And they were like, thank you so much for creating this environment. I'm like, well, don't thank me. Like, thank GAC family and Bill Abbott and everybody else who has given me the freedom and permission to do all this. And it, it just turned into this super collaborative, creative experience that I'm really excited to keep making these movies on GAC family and continue to do this. And I hope that I end up with more co-stars like Neil who are like, is invested <laughs> so that we can really make the most of it. And you had done a movie with Neil before quite, you know, five ish years ago. What uh, was it? Whose idea was it to, to bring for your first JAC movie? Was it like, Hey, I want to do something with Neil again, or did it just kind of work out that way? No, no, no I, I requested him. Yeah, you I, did. I insisted on him. I was like, you guys, Neil is perfect for this movie. It has to be Neil. And, and they listen to me. That checks out. <laughs> and they listen to me. Yeah, they listen to it. Listen, uh, you, you, you clearly have an eye for this. And on IMDb, you have two directorial credits from about 20-ish years ago. Is that something you want to do again with, with everything else on your plate? Or is that something that directing is really not, not your thing? I mean, I like, I like directing, but I like acting more. And what I don't like is directing myself. Mm -hmm. So I'd much rather be a producer um, and have somebody who's interested in camera angles and uh, opening shots and things that I'm not as interested. I mean, yes, somewhat I'm interested in every aspect of filmmaking, but for now I would rather be in the movies and helping to create them from the start um, before the director gets involved. And then even after the director's not involved anymore in the final editing you know, decisions and things like that. I, I like, I like the producer role more. And I vaguely remember seeing something like last year, are you going to be like a, a judge on a domino reality show or what? something? Is yes. this, yeah. What's the, what is this? It's dominoes. I don't, I don't know when it's coming out yet. They've said they think before May, but I, I got, you know, I actually just got an email last night for them for me to um, 
approve some pictures. But so, you filmed uh, it. It's 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 been shot. Oh yeah, we shot it in June. So oh, wow, wow. Okay, so tell me about this. Dominoes. Dominoes are fun. Uh, what are we What are we I doing am though? So in, lost in TV? right now. This in, is wild. What? Okay, so some some people may have seen a show called Lego Masters. Yes, I love Lego yep. Master. Okay, this is Domino Masters. This is the same people, and it's the same situation where we're judging these structures. Only it's not just structures. They dominoes fall, so they create these incredible structures to collapse in very artistic, awesome ways. With you know, ball. It's not just dominoes. It's uh, their chain reaction. Um, uh, machines, they call them. So it's it's like a Rube Goldberg machine, yeah. you know, where yeah. like a ball will go and knock something else, and the dominoes run, and then it goes down a slide, and then, like you know, and then a horn gets honked, and <laughs> fun things happen. So I'm one of three judges judging these awesome contraptions. Um, it's called Domino Masters. Eric Stone Street is our is our host from Modern Family. He's hilarious, and it's myself, and uh, for the judges, myself, and I'm kind of the math physics. Okay. And also storytelling judge. So that was actually something I brought to the show was the idea that they should tell a story. So they, I actually did audition for this. I know I said uh-huh. I didn't audition anymore, but when somebody requests me and it's like just me and the producers, that's totally different from like a cow call. Yeah. So anyway, we had this Zoom audition and they showed me this really cool sports themed um, uh, chain reaction um, display with dominoes and everything. And they wanted me to like judge it right it's part of my audition and i talked about all the cool things all the cool physics that i was seeing and everything i said but you know i have to say i wish i told more of a story i feel like these are opportunities to have almost characters and a beginning middle and the end and i I think that's we need that just like a good dance you know good choreography this is choreography um that might be why i got the show i'm not sure but that was added to the list of things of judging criteria and it's given to me is the storytelling aspect of it so it should be fun and exciting. And we ended up with love stories and all sorts wow. of fun things um, in these in, in the uh, domino structures. It's going to be, it's really entertaining. Fantastic. I love it. That I'll sounds great. And, and making, I mean, it also hits that wheelhouse of like trying to find a way to make math more accessible, more relatable, more enjoyable, making it a story itself, which I think is not only admirable, but as like, it's something that when people see you're passionate about it, you know, it, it immediately is contagious. And so that makes it makes you a natural choice as well. Um, I, I, I wanted to ask before we, you know, I don't know what else we got. Maybe yeah. rapid fire on what else we got. I, of your Hallmark films, you're 16, I believe you said. Um, mm-hmm. I, I know which one we hear about the most um, that aren't the, you know, the you did a murder series, but like the, the movies for Hallmark Channel that we hear about the most. I know that it's Crown for Christmas. Is there one that you would say you are the proudest of, like that you look at and go, I loved all these experiences. They're all wonderful. But if I had to pick one that I really am really proud of because if it was a certain time in my life or because of the people I work with, is there one that stands out that you're proudest of? I have to pick two. Okay. Actually, three. Oh, I, 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 I want to pick one, Danica. Pick 16 of three. Come on. That's almost the third. <laughs> I would like to pick coming home for Christmas because it's Neil, but I'll let that be the winter palace for him. Okay. Um, But there are two. You can get a, give me a Christmas movie and a non-Christmas movie. Great. Love it. Okay. Non-Christmas movie is Love and Sunshine. Oh, yeah. With Mark Declan. Yes. Yeah. With the dog. Um, that movie, there was something about it. The because it wasn't just a romantic comedy and with an adorable dog, Such a cute but dog. also because it, it really, the themes of honor and service were so strong 
both because he was uh, serving a country in the military and I was serving as a foster mom to this dog, the idea of service as an ideal, the fact that that is what brought the characters together, I just thought was so noble. And and um, like in terms of movies that might make you a better person for, for having watched it, I feel like that one might be in the number one position for that, which okay. appeals. Uh, and then my favorite Christmas movie is Crown for Christmas, like everyone else. It was, <laughs> why? It was a Cinderella slash Sound of Music fairy tale. Uh, we shot it in Romania in real castles and palaces, and it was amazing. I, I fell in love with the king. I mean, it, come on. <laughs> come on. Come on. I yeah. fell in love with the king. It's the, it yeah, is the quintessential royal right. movie. I mean, like. My, but if you're going to ask me my favorite movie they've done is. For real, it's the Winter Palace, Winter Palace on GAC Family. Not kidding. And I think it might be partially because of that collaborative experience and um, the, the extra involvement that I had as a producer. I feel so much more ownership of it in a way. And 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 I it was so much more creatively satisfying. And I really think that translates to the movie itself. Uh, really quickly before we uh, do the rapid fire, one more GAC related question is you did a, you signed a, a, a deal with them where you're doing multiple movies. Uh, for Danica fans, do you have um, an idea of kind of the, the the flow of when those releases will be coming out throughout the, the year? Do you know? Well, it's two movies a year. Okay. Um, and then, so my next one will be my Christmas movie, which we are brainstorming on right now. We'll probably shoot it this summer. Uh, it's, it's nice to be able to take your time a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> get rushed. But uh, I can't talk about it yet because I can't tell you guys what it is yet because it's not for sure uh, what we're doing. But I look forward to to sharing it with the world because if it, if it is what I think it's going to be, it's going to be very exciting. Ooh. Wow. Yeah, that's a tease. that's a good tease. Let's say, hey, hey, someone's yeah. someone's done press before. <laughs> get out of here. Someone's Dana done some no press. Uh, let's do rapid fire. We each get to ask you three questions. Um, I know we've been asking you questions, but these are three. Like, wait, how's that different? <laughs> no, these are three <laughs> random, not about movies or growing up a child actor questions, Danica. So okay, okay, are you ready? I'm ready. Go. Uh, the best meal you've ever had in Los Angeles. My mom's home cooking. She makes the most amazing meatloaf. I mean, gracious. I mean, can we get an invite? I mean, that <laughs> seems wrong yeah. to throw that out yeah, there. I, and then, I feel bad for you guys that you can't. I, I typically do this, Danica, for selfish reasons. When we go to Los Angeles, yeah. for we were there for Kelly Clarkson. We went to Home and Family, did some other stuff. I typically use these recommendations. I can't use Danica's mom's house. Nope. <laughs> That's okay. Sorry. Um, you can only listen to one song for the rest of your life. What's that song? Vienna from Billy Joel. Ooh, love right. a Billy Joel. Uh, your most memorable or favorite movie going experience to the theater? Um, when, uh, oh gosh, I used to go to movies when I was in college. Like we would go to like two movies in a row until like late at night. And then we'd go to Jerry's Deli, which isn't open anymore. <laughs> and, think, and we would stay until like, Five in the morning. Wow. I don't even know what we were talking about. But like that was the days when I was wearing like black lipstick and thought it was all cool. <laughs> it was like all about like let's go to the late movie. Yeah. And I'm like, go to Jerry's house. Yeah, let's do that. Wear <laughs> my little choker necklaces. Yeah. And- so cool. So cool. So cool. I mean, um you are on Dancing with the Stars. I haven't been invited yet, but I'm waiting for it. Um, but give me a quick, like, I'm not a dancer. So give me a quick, like, uh, a lesson that you learned that might help me that I can go home and show them to my wife and impress her. Oh, well, I will say if you're trying to do any kind of turns 
or really anything, keep your core very tight and keep good posture. You want your shoulders back and you want a nice firm hand on her lower back. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you are the frame and she is the picture. Wow. wow, that's really good stuff. I got to be honest, though. Two things I'm not good at: a, a tight body and a and a and good posture. So I'm going to have to work on both of those things. Yeah, she sneakily said, "Eat better and exercise." Exactly. To you, is what she said. She like without saying it, she was like, "You know what? You could be in better shape, Brand. Yeah, that's, that's what fair. you could do. No, that's that's step fair. one. That's fair. I, mean, I get it. Very mm. funny. That wasn't my intention, yeah. but yet you also yeah. eat better and exercise. Uh, so, uh, I've taught. Uh, high school and middle school for 16 years, Danica, and my degrees in history, but working in private schools, I've taught some math too. And I love math. And it tends to be kids are either algebra or geometry people and the other one drives them nuts. So my question is for you, are you an algebra is more of equation process and geometry is more of proof. Which are you? Are you an algebra girl or a geometry girl? First of all, there's a ton of proving and proofs in algebra. Of course. It's the, it's the visual. In terms, so that's not the distinction um, that I see. Yeah. I'm an algebra person for sure. I love solving puzzles. I love the proofs. Um, and the proofs are, you know, the most challenging part of geometry. But I did write a geometry book called Girls Get Curves, Geometry Take Shape. And I had to face my old hesitations about geometry. And I became an expert at high school geometry and a lot of fun writing that book, but it was definitely more of a challenge and did not come as easily as my algebra books for that very reason. Well, there you go. Last one. Uh, I have another, it's a math related question. Um, I, one day you might not want to act anymore. Is there any desire to get into the classroom and, uh, and be a teacher, a professor? I mean, you never know. I love, I love helping kids to not be confused about math. I've been doing it with my books for a long time, but I could absolutely see myself in a classroom someday. There you go. There you go. But she doesn't, she doesn't do auditions, but uh, she might be uh, up for hire That's for right. teaching. Yeah, so. you, you may get some teaching auditions. Call, call, <laughs> call Danica. Uh, Winter Palace this Saturday, GAC. More Danica on the way this holiday season. Uh, very excited about that. And then doing the Instagram live this Saturday as well. And that's uh, an hour before the movie. That's right. Probably 45 minutes before. Yeah, um, yeah. so the movie is at 6 o'clock Eastern on Saturday, 3 o'clock Pacific, and we'll be getting online on Instagram. So go find me on Instagram uh, at about 5.15 Eastern, 2.15 Pacific. And we'll it. be doing a lot of fun things. Neil plays Prince Henry. He will be conducting etiquette lessons from a prince, and it <laughs> should be a lot of fun. I need them. I need them. Uh, Danica, so good to finally meet you and chat with you. It's been an absolute blast. And we always end by wishing you a very Merry Merry Christmas. Christmas. Thank you. Check the Hallmarks of Bramble Jam podcast. It's presented by Philo TV. It's produced by Brandon Gray and recorded live in, yeah, that Greenville, South Carolina. Set decor is by Plum at Haywood Mall. For more information on Deck the Hallmark, you can go to deckthehallmark.com. For more information on Bramble Jam podcast network, you can go to bramblejampodcast.com.